This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan at this time, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. Folks call me and say, what do you mean by blazing the path? I said, well, we're cutting down all the errors and briars and the brambles that clutter up the path. Well, there's a, there's a blindness in religion just as well as there is in the natural life. But we're looking at this study on the soon coming of the Antichrist, and we're looking at our last study there uh, talking about the miracles, and we saw that the greatest miracle ever performed is that a poor sinner come to know the Lord. Now, let's, let's just stop here for a moment and see how a sinner is saved. Perk up your ear. Now, listen. How is a sinner saved? Is he saved by walking down the aisle, trusting Jesus as his Savior, giving the preacher his hand? No. No, a thousand times no. Is he saved by... Is he saved by sitting and looking at a so-called religious movie and then making a decision for Jesus, taking a stand for Jesus? No, no, a thousand times no. Is he saved by coming down to the front, kneeling at the altar, praying through to a vision or an experience or until his burden is rolled away? No, a thousand times no. Is he saved by praying until he has an experience of so-called speaking in tongues? No, a thousand times no. Is a sinner saved by making a decision for Jesus and then being baptized in a certain church? No, no. Is a sinner saved by his father being a Christian or being baptized into the old church when he was a child and uh, then being confirmed at a certain age and taught the rules and regulations and the doctrines of that church? No, no. Is a sinner saved when as a child he makes a profession of faith, joins a church, grows up, Grows for grows listen and uh, and and then grows from sin to sin in the spirit and out of a spiritual life. No, is a sinner saved when he joins the church? Listen now, when he joins the church as a child on a profession of faith, drifts away, backslides they call it, and then after several years, comes back confessing his sins back at the old home church, dedicating his life to the Lord, yielding completely. Uh, in service, no, no. Is a sinner saved when he's deeply moved by the Holy Spirit and then urged by the preacher to come out trusting Jesus and he comes out on a profession of faith, taking a stand for Christ? No. Is a sinner saved when he believes that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for sinners and the sinners come to uh, rest upon a promise? No, no. And believes the word? No, no. These are many, there are many other methods used to bring a sinner to an experience or not salvation, but being deceived and leading you down to a devil's hell. Listen, I'm hewing right down the line, friend. Don't want, don't make fun. Don't get up and go outside. Listen, don't touch that dial. That thing might blow up in your face. Then you say, now how is a sinner saved, Pastor? Trailblazer, how is a sinner saved? Now you listen to me. If you're not saved, I hope you get so confused until you don't know the top of your head from the bottom of your feet. Remember, every sinner out of Christ is deceived as to who he is by nature, what he is by nature, and the judgment that he's under. When God gets ready to save a sinner, the Holy Spirit comes and broods over that sinner and begets begets that sinner with a word of truth. He plants the word of truth in the very heart of that blinded, deceived, lost sinner. 
no matter how sinful he is or how what a good good shoe he is. The entrance of thy word giveth light, according to Psalms one nineteen. Oh, listen, my friend. Yeah, and and now let's go back and look. According to Second Corinthians four three six, is that the light of the gospel, glorious gospel of Christ shines into that heart and lays it bare, revealing his true condition, because the heart of every sinner must be revealed to himself. Ephesians two puts it like this. You hath he quickened or made alive. That sinner is dead, my friend. God must speak life to that soul. The life of that, the, the life that God speaks into that heart is the new birth. Now, let me ask you something. The sinner is dead. Shaking the preacher's hand, will that make you alive? Joining the church, will that make you alive? Turning in a large offering, will that make you a sinner, make you alive? No, sir. Brother, God has to get to. To, to, God has to plant the truth of the word of God in that sinner's heart. And that sinner has to be conceived by the power of God of Holy Spirit, of the Holy, God's Holy Spirit. When God broods over a sinner, the first thing he does to reveal definitely and positively the sinner's condition to himself. Now, have you been there, my friend? Have you ever seen yourself as a poor lost sinner? Oh, my friend, you can drive a peg down there and hold it. Have you, how long God takes in doing that lies within the sovereign will of, of a sovereign God. You know anything about the sovereignty of God, my friend? God does as he pleases. God does not owe you one thing. God doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't have to save you. Don't, don't go off on that tangent. Listen, in Jonah 2, 9, we find salvation is of the Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 said, Salvation is holy by grace, holy of grace. When the light of the word began to shine in that sinner's heart and he began to see himself as he is by nature, there comes an awakening process. We call it being awakened sinner. Folks call me and say, Trailblazer, Mr. Pastor, what in the world do you mean by being awakened? Well, he's awakened to his lost condition, made aware, awakened to the fact that he's a son of Satan, awakened to the fact that he's a rebel, hates the Lord. Listen, awakened to the fact that he's corrupt and vile and wicked, awakened to the fact that he is, uh, that he is corrupt and vile and that he's condemned to die under the judgment of a sovereign God. When the light shines into that awakened heart, he finds that he's a child of hell and fit subject for hell and that he deserves to go to hell. Then that sinner begins to cry for mercy. And the sign of that life is there. The sign that God planted a new nature is there is. Listen, that sinner begins to cry. That sign of life is a cry. And what does the sinner begin to cry? God, oh God, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner or the sinner. Listen, the old man there and the Pharisee and the beggar was the publican there in the temple. The Pharisee said, I praise the Lord that I'm not like these other people are. I fast twice a week and I do this, I do that. And I'm not as that old man over there in the corner is, that old publican. Listen, and the publican no, wouldn't even lift up his eyes toward heaven, patted himself on the breast and said, Oh God, oh Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, oh wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Lord, save me or I perish. Lord, deliver me from the power of Satan. Now that's, listen, 
old-time Holy Spirit conviction, my friend. And we don't see that today. You won't see it today. No, sir. No, sir. You don't see that much today. And when the sinner comes to feel the keen edge of the sword of total depravity and the sword of the eternal justice of God, you will find him in the dust of repentance at the feet of God, taking his place as a lost sinner. A lost sinner, my friend, taking his place as a lost, doomed, damned sinner, pleading for mercy at the feet of God, taking his place. Oh, my friend, he pleads for mercy on on one ground, Christ died for him. Now, brother, the average preacher doesn't understand, doesn't know that type of conviction today. You don't hear it in the average preacher preaching today. You don't hear it in the average church today. I'm telling you, man, my friend, what I know. Folks don't understand that type of awakening today because this generation has not seen and has not heard. When that sinner gives up, when that sinner surrenders, when that sinner comes to rest at the feet of Christ, having been weaned from the world, weaned from all of his lovers, forsakes everything, reveals the Lord reveals faith to him, that sinner's heart. And at the same time that he reveals faith, he reveals Christ as the one who died for him. What a day, my friend. What a day. Right there is where he delivers that poor soul. Right there is where he delivers that sinner from the power of Satan and the power of darkness. It's right there where he kicks Satan out and shows that sinner in no unmistakable terms by internal divine evidence and assurance that Christ died for him. When he does, that sinner is a new creature in Christ. Oh, I know, most of you know, my favorite scripture is 2 Corinthians 5:17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That's what I won't put on my tombstone, my friend. Oh, if I could just if I could just convince my kids to put that on my tombstone in a plaque somewhere or another. Listen, that individual knows now that he's saved. He knows where God saved him. He knows what he saved him from. He knows that God saved him too. Now, brother, that's the New Testament salvation. That's New Testament salvation. I know every sinner doesn't have the same experience exactly. No, I'm not a fool, my friend. But they're so similar until you can't mistake it when the Lord sees and he sees that you're saved. Do you know the Lord this morning? Tonight, maybe? Listen, do you know the Lord? Has the Holy Spirit ever opened your heart and let you come to see who you are? Don't, don't run out and slam the door and cuss the old trailblazer. My friend, listen, have you ever come to lie to feet in repentance, my sinner friend? If you haven't, then you're not saved. Listen, I don't care who you are. Have you gotten to the Lord? Is Christ your substitute? Can you say, I look up and say, thank you, Lord, for dying this poor sinner? Is the Lord Jesus Christ real to you, my friend? Brother, it means something to be saved. The greatest miracle that is ever wrought in a human heart is salvation. The greatest miracle ever performed, the greatest manifestation of power of God is an awakened sinner being brought to Christ for salvation. Now, my friend, I know what I'm talking about. I guarantee it. The old fellow said, that's the truth if I ever told it. Now, my friend, this is the old trailblazer. I wish I could 
maybe sit down by your side and drink a cup of coffee with you. I do that oftentimes. I visit folks around the country. We have a piece of pie and some good hot coffee, and maybe some old chicory coffee. But, my friend, this is the old trailblazer. My only aim is to see you saved. Are you saved? Could you, can you look up in the starry skies at night like I do? I go out on my back porch, sit there a while, cool off, and I look up and the stars are shining bright and shiny, and I say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for saving this old sinner. Thank you, Lord. Pray for my family, my daughter. Pray for our folks. Pray for my church members, Lord. Pray for them. Save them, Lord. Would you save them, Lord? Would you give them to me as trophies of grace? Oh, Trailblazer knows that we're not, I'm not going to be here long, Lord. Would you do that so that I might know that they've come to know the Lord? Hear them praising the Lord for salvation. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, have mercy upon us, this nation of ours. Pray for our, our president, our spiritual leaders, and our political leaders that they might come to see themselves and that they might plead the blood. Oh, my friend, my Lord, that's what I do. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And that's what we do here at Trailblazer. We plead the blood. We sing that song, There's Power in the Blood, Wonder Work in Power. Power. We sing that song, What Can Wash Away My Sin, Nothing But the Blood. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me whiter than snow. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us. Don't don't leave us. Don't forget us. Don't for, And forgive us of our shortcomings. We're just old sinner. We, once we were old lost sinner, now we're just a saved sinner. Walking in thy will, best of our ability. Forgive us when we walk out of thy will and cleanse our heart. Remember, my mailing address, folks, is the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my email address, pastor at radiomissions.org. Remember our Radio Missions radio. Go there to our website, radiomission.org, and look up Radio Mission, and you can find us there 24 hours a day, seven days a week with the old trailblazer broadcast, the uh, Pastor Pendarvis, Pastor Shelton, other pastors, and a good sound by our choir. But if you would, pray for them. If you do that, call me. My phone number is area code 225-664-8658. Until next time, goodbye.